now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to episode 542, wow, I can't say words today, of the Puckle Podcast. (laughs) I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and today I've got a couple of spectacular co-hosts. We've got the fluffiest whimsicott. Ciao! And we've got Lord Seth Vilo. Ciao, but spelled differently, as in eating food. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name where we where we that we came up with wow i'm really bad today that we came up with in 2007 (laughs) where we talk everything pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between i man wow okay that's rough he made it yeah i made it wow i'm really i'm so so like i can't believe it took that long i mean should we break the fourth wall yeah absolutely yes i i'm always for breaking the fourth wall okay we're recording on a Wednesday <laughs> morning. So a Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. <laughs> Everything is out of sorts. It's so Nothing weird. makes sense. No, it doesn't. It's so strange. Nothing makes sense. I don't know where I am right now. And I'm very <laughs> confused. No, we're here to just talk everything Pokemon for you guys. Uh, but man. Yeah, so it's only been like three days since I recorded the last episode. Pokemon wise, I actually, okay, actually, this is fun. I've been playing Pokemon Go again. Oh, that dead game. <laughs> well, uh, OK, so like I say that jokingly, but kind of uh, maybe I don't. So like I look at my friends list and like the number of my friends that are still actually active on my friends list is not that high. Mm. Like there's my IRL friend group, which is always playing. So like they're they're still playing it, though. Ryan hasn't opened any of my gifts. Just throwing that out there, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Wow, Ryan. So we. We have a good time with that, but uh, but yeah, I've noticed like the number of people are just like the number of people playing seems to be lower. Like it's always like one or two people taking over all the gyms uh, before you mm. see it flip colors more often. Well, I do play, but I don't go out to play. I understand. So I just you know open it for ten minutes every day, catch anything that's interesting that has spawned around my house. And then close the game. So yeah. no, no, I I think that's completely reasonable. I just like I don't know. I, I expected more people to be there from like how much is going on, but it makes a lot of the moves that you see Pokemon Go making recently make more sense. Uh, also, one of the things I hate the most out of everything is from coming back to Pokemon Go after like six months of not playing it has mm-hmm. been when you try to go get like research from Pokestops. It used to just be gyms, typically, that would be like, oh, you need to scan the area around the gym as, like, your research. Oh. It is, like, half of everything now. Oh. Really? Like, even Pokestops, because they, they have this new feature that I think is going to come out where, like, I think they want you to be able to walk through virtually or whatever mm. through the route. And I think they want everybody to scan every Pokestop. And mm. yeah, eventually, uh, they also have, like, another thing where you can level up Pokestops where you just like do the ar capture for it yeah that's weird yeah it's very weird and i yeah i don't know 
it's just awful because I went out and I was just like, because it's been cold here the past couple of days. It, mm. it, it snowed on Monday. What That's is that? What? Yeah, April 18th, snow. We had an inch of snow. I kid you not. What on earth? Wow. It- you know how warm it's supposed to be on Saturday? No. 80. 80 Fahrenheit. 80? Yeah. I mean, oh, I feel okay. you about the snow wow. thing. I think it, I think it got down to like mid 50s here, which is basically the same. Brr. Uh, we get we get mid fifties today, but like it's it was like it snowed on Monday, and then I was like gonna I was gonna go out and I wanted to play, but I couldn't. So like I went out and I like I hit a couple stops in my car to try to go get some research because I had another like <laughs> I had a special research that was like oh hey you need to complete this many researches to be able to move on, Ugh. and I went and spun like three or f- four stops, and I got like two or three like scan this pokey stop. Okay, huh. that's dumb. Yuck. As the research, and I was just like, wow, this is really frustrating. Mm-mm. Like, I just want to do research. Like, give me the ones that are stupid. Like, make three great throws in a row or something. Yeah. <laughs> Catch five Pokemon. Yeah, this is, this, I mean, this is a minor complaint. I'm still going to play. Like, today, it's nice out. I'm going to go for a walk. Also, I like playing Pokemon Go when it's nice out compared to winter. So that well, makes things better. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> It it really is a bummer, too, in that sense, because Pokemon Go does some cool things where you can go out and you can actually go explore. And then they, like, do all these cool events. But then they, like, here in Ohio, there's, like, four months out of the year where it's just like, "Mm, I can't go outside to, like, walk around. Yeah. Without feeling awful. Uh, So, I I don't know. I just really wish... Maybe we could put, like, a winter pause on on Pokemon Go. (laughs) 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 Just for Thatch. Just for Thatch. I think the winter pause is like you do what I do. You stay mm. at home and click on something that falls <laughs> there and then you close the game. Yes. I think that's the right answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been up to. I don't know what you guys have been up to. I'm, I'm sorry. I just talked about my, my life. Yeah. I mean, just said like last time, PDL, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that and a couple other things on my end, just like, Ooh, Ooh, tell me, tell. tell me. Do tell. I mean, nothing hugely interesting. I've been doing just TCG stuff. I'm going to a big tournament up kind of where by my sister lives on Saturday. Mm. Uh, so I'm kind of glad that we recorded this early because otherwise I wouldn't have been yeah. able to. But yeah, <laughs> about an hour away, going to go do breakfast with her and then go to the tournament. So it should be a good fun time. Ooh, That's nice. That's fun. I'm playing Arceus Whimsicott because I'm really sick of Path to the Peak making it so I can't play the game. So I thought, if you can't beat them, join them. So I'm doing Whimsicott Mm. because it's just incredibly annoying. Ah, (laughs) so it sounds exactly like your style. Yep, it's Mm -mm. it's more my game than beating the crap out of something, which is what I typically do in TCG. But now it's more... Seth does video game, but TCG. It's just like, no, play how I want you to play, not how you want to play. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I've been, I'm going to have a good time with it. I, I'm looking forward to, like, uh, to NAIC. Uh, that's how, that's how yeah. acronym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm watching like a hawk for when registration opens and hoping that I can get a slot in there. And then, yeah. you know, hoping I win the whole thing so I can get my world's invite in one fell swoop. There you go. Perfect plan. That's how I'm going to do it. This is how it's going to be. <laughs> Perfect plan. Yeah, I might try to try to swing by there with you. Yeah. And we can we can have some fun with it. Heck yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly just want to go to a Pokemon event. <laughs> yeah. It's been so long. Yeah. I, it's been so long and I don't like going to the local stuff anymore because then I have to make new friends. 
<laughs> and my friend circle is pretty full right now. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-mm. Especially as an, like an adult, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been having a blast at the local scene, honestly. So I'm really looking forward to when it finally opens back up and things can happen again. And when my brother's D&D campaign ends so I can have Mondays again. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand that. I completely get that. You just play D&D every other week so you can still have some Mondays. That's what you're supposed to do, Seth. I I would I know I know I would love to do that but we're like we're probably four sessions away from the end on my brothers oh that's not that bad so, Ooh, yeah that bad. it's been a year and a half so I'll get them back I feel like when I'm near the end of one I do like just to rush it like because I do run one like every other week or so yeah mm-hmm. and I mean I I'm purposely making it take forever because I just intend this to never die <laughs> and mm. <laughs> I know the feeling. Well, it's not, it's not that, because, like, the way it works is, like, it's, like, it's a bunch of people at work, and so I actually use it more for, like, networking, I think, mm-hmm. than, uh, I mean, I also like it to play D&D, which is also fun, but mm-hmm. because I'm a scientist, and scientists are, like, typically more into that kind of stuff, you can get enough of them to, to play D&D, and so what's really nice is, uh, once you get a group going, you can always get that one person who's like, oh, I've never played before, I think it'd be interesting, you know? And yeah. you just and so you just need to get the, once you get the group started, it's easy to go forever. Yeah. The, the hard part is getting the group started because you have to get like four people at the same time to go. Hey, I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. That's the that's the hard part for D and D. Once you get it rolling, you can just grab the one person, and then the one, then the one other person leaves, you know, because they can't keep it up, or they like have to leave, move on with their life or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's mostly what we've been doing with that. But I use it for networking, so like it, it helps people who don't usually work together come and work together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I almost put that on my mid cycle review. <laughs> I, <laughs> work. I, was like, I run a D and D campaign that forces people to talk to each other who never would have talked to each other before anyway. If you run that I through mean, a corporate translator nine thousand, you know, fosters yeah. team environment exactly. Or go- yeah, I know. collaborative efforts. <laughs> I'm thinking I might do that. <laughs> I'd say do it. That would be awesome. I uh, I might do it, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But this is a good place to stop. We've got a little bit of news to talk about, actually, which is really interesting. Mm, and surprising, given that it's been three days. Yeah, so. well, some exo- <laughs> I mean, it's mostly driven by, like, one very big thing, but uh, we're just going to go ahead and we'll talk take about it. it. Yep, so let's go ahead and kick it on over to the news and cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. In the news, there is uh, not a lot, obviously, because it's been like three days, but there is one big piece of news that's probably going to drive literally everything that we want to talk about today. First being that there was a leak of Nintendo produced Game Boy and Game Boy Advanced emulators for the Switch. For those of you who are unaware, um, if you have Nintendo Switch Online, you get access to retro games and it's all emulators. Um, My biggest gripe is that you have to be online to like access them, which kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. that's a bummer. It's very, it's very interesting in that sense. But yeah, the the internet part's uh, a bummer. But they only have N sixty four Sega Genesis. Mm. 
They also have NES and SNES games as well. You have to pay extra for the N64 and Sega Genesis games. And mm-hmm. they've kind of been doing a slow roll. And so the, this is really exciting that this leak is true, which I believe it is, honestly, based on the things that were in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are only two Pokemon games officially announced for it. There is a Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire on there, which is... Oh, a, yes. Which is amazing. Yes. I love that game. Why would you not? I uh, spent an insane amount right. of hours on that game. That game, Ugh. for a pinball game, I think it is strangely addictive. Yes. There's also uh, the original Mystery Dungeon, which we already have like the remake for anyway, but it's fine. Mm, meh. Uh, that's how I feel, too. Better. <laughs> that's how I feel, too. So that's uh, that's really interesting. Honestly, I think this is the thing that way make people actually pay for like NSO Plus is mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games because there are so many good ones. Yeah. And I thought I saw something that there was uh, there was like a Pokemon trade emulation attempt in it as well. Correct. There are keywords in the leaked information that say Pokemon trading, yes. which Ooh. implies that they have built that out, or at least for the like mainline game type things for Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. I think you have to for that, right? Yeah. Now that they're dropping the support. Because if you're dropping Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games, if you don't have Pokemon, people are just going to wait for Pokemon. Well, I, I'll, yeah. I was also meaning like they're dropping the bank support soft you know it still will work if you have it it still exists Mm -hmm. it still exists but i think saying they're dropping it which is what a lot of people like freak out about but uh, it's gonna exist and it's going to exist for the people who care but if you don't have it like if you're brand new after february of next year it's locked out for you you don't have that that option that is true so this Uh -uh. gives you that option again in a sense if they build it out the way that we're thinking they do if they build it out for home which i assume they will yeah uh, I, I assume they will. And it would be very cool to have Gen 3 games on it, too. That would be very cool. And, I mean, they've already got the software for the remakes of Gold, Silver, Crystal, Red, Blue, Yellow. Just put it yeah. on to a Switch instead of on to the other thing. So you're good to go. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very curious to see if they actually do it. Also, the thing that was very interesting as well is that the, there is functionality to actually transfer the Game Boy game data to the N64 data, like a transfer pack. what yeah that functionality exists so yep and could you imagine if there was pokemon stadium that would be insane (laughs) exactly (gasps) i don't know if they'll do it because i feel like that's like that's a very small minority of people extremely niche yes i want to do this but i think I don't know. I like that would be the thing that would like absolutely push me over the edge. Like if Game Boy games came to regular yeah. Nintendo Switch, I wouldn't buy Plus, but I'd buy Plus for Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely would. I think I think it'd be really really interesting. I, I just think it's uh, I think it's really interesting in that sense. But this is a really cool leak. This is a really cool leak. Uh, very exciting. Yeah, and the fact that it's a leak, not like this is like actually from them not a normal leak where it's like this might come true mm-hmm. like this yeah, is no no they have data they like data mine this. yeah <laughs> so it's happening it's probably happening i'm incredibly hyped on one hand like my comment is okay so i know this wasn't an official announcement but why would they start from pinball and mystery dungeon and i'm confused but it's because cool. they're clearly the best games Duh. I mean, if you look at the Game Boy Advance particularly, uh, name other spin-off games for Pokemon. 
No, 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 that's my point. Why are you starting from a spin-off? Oh, because those don't require connectivity, so it's much easier to do. Oh, it's easier. Okay, I get you. It's much get easier you. to do. If it's a spin-off, you don't have to worry about connectivity, right? Yeah, uh, and they're obviously working on the connectivity. I, I honestly believe they won't launch until Pokemon's ready. Like yep. that's my that's my opinion. That's fair. It, it won't launch until Pokemon's ready. If it does launch without Pokemon, it's because Pokemon's on the way very soon. Uh, mm -hmm. be because they know that Pokemon will drive that, and I assume it's going to be NSO Plus if Pokemon comes with it, just because they know it's going to drive people to NSO Plus. Yeah, that would do it. I mean, they have the sale data for the Virtual Console versions, yes. which I think were very high. Mm -hmm. So they know they can get money from us. If yes. they tell us, oh, you can play Emerald on your Switch, like, people will flock to that. Like, yes, oof. absolutely. All right, well, that's it for this one. In BDSP, uh, make sure you download Darkrai by the 30th, which is by the time this episode comes out, uh, the next episode comes out, because it's really weird thinking that it's a week and a half away, but I can just tell you yeah. guys this. <laughs> The Darkrai one's like the one that hits the home hardest for me because that was like when I first started. Like I played Pokemon mm -hmm. up to Gen 4, but Gen 4 is like the moment where like I like played Pokemon, you know yeah, what I mean? Same. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I remember driving to GameStops to download every like event Pokemon. Oh, I hated yeah. that. I mean, it was awful, especially if you had like multiple cartridges, right? Because you had both versions yes. and you're like, I'm going to do both. <laughs> yep. And so you're just like sneaking once, around the game. You, you sneak, yeah, you sneak around the GameStop and you like do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're 16 and you're embarrassed you're still doing this for no yeah. reason. Yeah. Behind a shelf or something. At that time in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. At that time yeah. in our lives. I, I look back and I go, I don't, I shouldn't have been embarrassed. I don't care. Right. Mm, I was already weird. I mean, Why not just go go all the way? Well, you think about the people <laughs> yes. who would have said something. It's not like they're going to hang out with me if I wasn't playing, you know? Oh, no. The football players mm. are going to make yeah, fun right? of me more. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. It's not like they're going to do anything else about it. So I don't know. I, this yeah. is advice for all of you listening who are in high school and you think it's embarrassing to play Pokemon. Live your truth. Honestly, yeah. I think I made more friends because I played Pokemon in college than anything else, I'm going to be honest. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, if, if you if you hide who you are, it's just going to take longer for the people who will like you to find you. Yes. Yep. That's a good answer. I like that. Yeah. This is our this is our biannual if you're in high school, it's cool, don't worry about it. This is your for, <laughs> even not even not in high school. Like, yeah, do that's your true thing. Too. Do your thing. Yeah, no, be you. It, it's really it's really like yeah, that's very important to be you yep that's like one of the most defining things i put it on twitter a while ago i had this friend in college his name was dave and mm -hmm. he gave me this cartridge of silver version once for one of my birthdays he was a weird guy oh oh yeah, yeah yeah he was pretty cool and he just like left it like at my house on my birthday and like left and i found it and he left like this really nice note and he, he goes you know a couple of years ago i met this really weird guy who was unashamed to to like be himself and just play pokemon <laughs> He's like, and I've always been into that stuff, but I always thought I had to hide it. Mm. Thanks for letting me do that. I went and out and bought this after like we'd met and we became friends. Wow. He's just like, don't worry, the battery's dead. I fixed the battery since. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. It was just very touching. It, it I was, bet. It was very touching. Uh, so it's one of those things that just kind of stuck with me. Like, just be yourself. Do your own thing. Yeah. Mm -mm. This is the new segment. And I mean, some of y'all in the Puckle group <laughs> are some of my best friends on the planet. So That's I mean, very true. That's very Be true. Be best friends with people, guys. News. News. <laughs> Same with me. 
Like, imagine if I had thought, oh, I'm old. I should not write an overly earnest and overly long email into this, like, <laughs> tiny Pokemon podcast I randomly found this morning at work. Oh, that Wait, would be sad. We're not tiny. But Don't here we are. About it. Uh, yeah, here we are. News. So, TCG. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Pokemon Company International pr- Purchase Millennium Print Group, which is the company that prints the cards in the U.S., uh, the company's going to continue just doing what it's doing. That's news. Yep, but they'll have investment power and other like resources from the Pokemon company. Yeah, I read a bit about this. So. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything really changing. <laughs> Not really. Maybe supply might uh, supply might improve or something. Or something. Yeah. I don't, the supply hasn't been too bad from what I can see. Yeah, it's not been bad recently. No, I, I see this more as like a way to say, okay, TCG is doing well. We're just going to make sure nothing can possibly get in the way of that. Yeah, yeah. I that think makes it's sense. a security thing than anything. Mm-mm. That makes sense to me. Also, the Pokemon TCGI beta has expanded to the iPhone in Canada. Yeah, the TCG Live thing, which, oh uh, boy, that's a... We're all happy about that, right? We were talking about BDSP. <laughs> you think that's something that we're kind of having angst about. TCG Live is... Oh, boy. I can believe that. TCG Live is kind of a mess. Kind of is. The one uh, thing I like about it right now is the crafting system where I don't have to trade stupid yes. packs for stupid things. I think that's the best thing about it, but I don't know if there's anything else redeemable. But If you guys watch... Um, tcg youtubers you can get a general idea of the community opinion by watching their reviews of the thing that happened in the last couple months but yes yeah not to elaborate more on it go check those out it's yeah. uh, an experience it's something <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's definitely very interesting yeah so because it's a light news week because it's only been three days we, we're gonna do another puckles pokey prediction because we had to make it three p's i dig it <laughs> question is and i think we've already answered this do we think that the classic games red blue yellow gold silver crystal ruby sapphire emerald will ever make it to the switch in some form i my answer is yes i think it's absolutely obvious that it's going to happen yeah uh, yeah 100 percent yeah my answer is if they know what's good for them and can figure out a way to get some extra money out of it definitely yes I, i think they'll absolutely do it especially if they make it plus if they make it NSO plus, they'll totally do it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think if the if the eShop for the 3DS had been, you know, slated to go on for another like five years, I would have said, mm, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. But they do like to keep the old stuff accessible somehow. Uh, a tiny bit. I don't I wouldn't say they like it. Bit. One point does not make a line. Yeah, I mm, I'm not I'm not convinced of that just based on like the trickle that is the N64 games on NSO. But those are not Pokemon. The pace is very slow. No, those aren't I Pokemon. I was talking specifically oh, you meant about, about Pokemon. Pokemon games making those yes. available. I understand what you're saying. No, no, I I do not think Nintendo knows what's good for them. The used market again would argue against that, but <laughs> give it home compatibility and you're set. That would like 100%. Yes, I think that's a great way to fix it. And even if, especially if they can figure out a good way to emulate uh, DS games onto the Switch, that mm. would be a little. They yeah. did. It's BDSP. Did they? I don't want them to ruin Gen 5 remakes, please. Yeah. And, and I'd much rather have just like a Legends Arceus game, like BDSP be the last remake we ever get. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Especially after that, because like the trend, the trend line for remakes isn't isn't going up. I'm going to tell you that. No. 
I'd much rather just see them give us Gen 5 like on virtual console or not for but Nintendo Switch online. Give us black and white and black and white too. Please. The trend for remakes was like, oh yeah, this is a thing. Okay, cool. Oh wow, this is amazing. Okay, this is very enjoyable. And huh. Yes. Yes, exactly. I would really like to see it just come out that way and then we get Pokemon Legends Unova or whatever, you know. Yes. Pokemon Legends Kirim, you know. Yes. <laughs> the original dragon. I think that's the way to do it, Seth, okay? We all know that and we all think that. I want that so badly. It would be better than uh, whatever origin form Dialga and Palkia were, I'll tell you that. You can oh, be the one to gosh. cut the dragon in half. Whatever, yeah. whatever those origin forms were. They were yeah. there. Have you seen the thing where you, you sl- stick pieces of all three origin form Pokemon together and you get Arceus? Yeah, that makes sense to me. I agree with mm-hmm. that. I love that. That, that obviously yeah. makes sense because God made them in his image. And the lore bits in the Dex entries saying, this is Palkia trying to look like its dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you essentially already have that in, like, Kyurem, Reshiram, and Zekrom. So yes. you don't even have to, like, waste a lot of effort into designing the original dragon. It's like the pieces are already there, essentially. Yeah. You pretty much just shove, like, Kyurem White together with Kyurem Black, I'm pretty sure. Pretty much, yes. I'm pretty sure that's what you do. And you call it Kyurem Grey. And make it chibi. Pokemon Legends, gray. <laughs> That's what we need. There's your answer. And then we can get some, like, ancient Team Plasma lore that shouldn't exist for any reason, and it'll be a good time. I mean, we could get some lore about why Anne can talk to Pokemon. Mm, because he's a Zoroark. End of story. Okay, yep. but that's not as fun as making up an entire thing about it. You know what, that's fair. Neither is the fact that the TARDIS got stuck as a phone booth for some reason long ago, but it's the same idea. Yeah. Okay, but they they came up with that in the 60s. Good. All right, all right. We're going to move on. <laughs> we got a little bit of Puckle news. I just want to remind everybody that this week we are going to be streaming for uh, St. Baldrick's, a charity for childhood cancer. Uh, we're going to be doing extra streams this week for it. I actually just got the email and I need to look into it after we're done recording about how to set it up. It is a the Catch a Million event. Us and a bunch of other streamers are going to be streaming to catch Pokemon and just raise, I think the goal is $100,000 to uh, awesome. for, for childhood cancer. I think Puckle can do like 1% of that for sure. So if you guys would come, it's going to be, we're gonna, these are going to be happening at night because Thatch does have a day job. Not today, obviously, but, <laughs> but lucky it, you. I, I'm on vacation because I got too much <laughs> vacation. We, uh, Tuesday, April 26th, probably a start time around 7.30 p.m. Eastern. That start time is probably applicable to every day that I say. <laughs> we also have Thursday, April 28th, we're going to do it. And then Friday, April 29th. And I actually spoke to Claude. And on April 30th, uh, which is a Saturday at 10 a.m., we're going to be doing a live ver- recording of the podcast just to capstone it. Ooh. So you guys can come over to twitch.tv slash Podcast and catch all of that. I'm going to get a nice little pretty image today, and it'll be posted on Discord and our social media for it. So you guys can make sure you can come and see everything that we're doing uh, for that stream next week. And hopefully you guys can come and help us make our uh, make our goal of uh, like $1,000 personally from Puckle, but also help hit the $100,000 for childhood cancer in general. I think one of those days, Shamu and I are going to try to do a soul link, and I want to watch, I want to see how that's going to turn out. (gasps) 
Ooh, those are fun. I did I did a little bit of one with a friend. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's gonna be Shamu and I though, so I'm not I you go very poorly. <laughs> I've always wanted to have a puckle so link. But alright, so I don't know which day we're gonna do what, but I will have that all determined by the day that they happen. <laughs> I hope so. One of them, if anything, will be me trying to finish my Gen 2 or Gen 1 living decks, probably. Nice. So that'll be fun. But on that note, that is the news. So we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. and welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Professor Snag with the rules. The co-hosts are working together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that you, the listeners, have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more for a total of seven points. The hosts can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to the quiz section. Thank you for the uh, intro there. Our first question this week is going to come from Foxy. In the Heart Gold Soul Silver Pokeathlon, what is the only Pokemon evolutionary family that cannot jump? Tiglet and Dactrio. <laughs> Sounds good by me. That would make sense. Diglett and Dugtrio are correct. <laughs> um, they will never move from the ground, um, and they cannot jump in the jumping middle game. Uh, in the hurdle mini game, they can still play, uh, but they yeah, will just duck under, under the, the hurdle. Right? <laughs> They'll just go under the hurdle. <laughs> that's so funny. Rather than jump. So that's one for one. Your next question is going to come to you from uh, Kieran. What which generation is the only one not to introduce a new type of Pokeball? Oh. Um It's not one, it's not two, it's not four five it's not five for sure. It's not seven. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So did eight introduce one? Did well, three introduce one and did four introduce one? Technically, Arceus counts as a Gen 8 game, right? Yeah, it does. I would think so. Nope. That introduces the weird crystal ball and heavy and yep. all that. So, nope. Yep. Um, nope. So, so, what Gen... are we at? Five or... F- no. Okay. Gen 3. 3. Gen um, 4 and Gen 6 are still on three, the table. 4, 6. I when think... did Cherish Ball come out? Great question. Was it 3 or 4? Definitely one of those two. I can't think of any Pokeball introduced in Gen. Four introduced things like Dusk Ball, so it's not four. Mm -mm. I want to say that event Pokemon in general were locked to Cherish Balls, so were they three with event Pokemon there? They might have been three. I also think that uh, Gen 3 might have um, introduced something like Sports Ball. Or something dumb like that. <laughs> um, okay. But I, I can't think of anything in Gen 6 because Dream I Ball either. is from Gen 5. And I remember yep. that, uh, you know, there was there was a whole, like, AG slash Dream Ball scandal <laughs> at a yeah. competition. Oh, I do remember that, where Ray Rizzo did that. Yeah. That's silly. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about and the I... 
What about the park ball? Because wasn't there like Pal Park in Gen 6? Pal Park was in Gen... Um, no. No, I don't think it was in Gen 6. Because it was those ones that was tied to your save file. Uh, that was Friend Safari. Friend Safari? Am I thinking the wrong thing? I'm thinking the wrong yeah, thing. Yeah, Pal Park was what you used to transfer over Pokemon either from Gen 3 to Gen 4 or from Gen 4 to Gen 5. I don't remember. Oh, okay, yeah. Then I'm... So yeah, Pal Park was one of those eight. might have the Park Bowl, but I... I, I think I it's feel comfortable six. with six. Yeah, I feel yeah, comfortable with six. Same. Gen six is correct. Um, so Ooh. Gen one exists. Um, Gen <laughs> two gave <laughs> us like all of the Kurt balls. The Kurt's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess nine if you include uh, also the GS ball, which I don't, but that's fine. <laughs> Gen three gave us like seven new Pokeballs. I'm surprised you guys didn't remember that uh, because it was... Uh, they pretty much like dumped all the Kurt balls and were just like, nope. Probably because all the code was broken for them. Uh, and oh, they, so they gave us like Nest Ball and stuff. We got Nest Ball, Repeat Ball, Premier, dive. Pre- oh. Premier Ball. Uh, oh, yeah, Dive Ball. Mm-hmm. Duh. Net Ball. My favorite. Premier Ball. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Gen, Gen, yeah. Si- Gen 3 gave us a lot. Yeah. Uh, Gen 4 gave us five because we got like Heel Ball, Dusk Ball, um, technically mm-hmm. Park Ball for for uh pal park um then gen five and seven gave us one each the dream ball and the beast ball and respectively the beast ball, yes and then gen eight is uh is really weird because it all of the new pokeballs essentially just come from legends arceus mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah the the origin ball the leaden and gigaton ball uh all of that stuff so just yep. something to think about also you can i guess you could consider like the hisuian pokeball a different one as well Mm, I guess. But, I guess so. Yeah. 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 I wonder if be different. That would be cool. I, I hope you can transfer it into a new game and like it still has the old Pokeball. Like I, I'm I hope it looks like that. Yeah, yeah. That would be so neat. I hope it does, but the data mind, not probably. Yeah, they have a thingy. The strange ball is that the what you're talking ball. about? Strange ball. Yeah. The strange ball. Maybe we'll see. All right. So you guys are two for two. Your next one's your Pokedex entry, as always. This one comes from the Purple Knight. It's Pokemon Moon Dex entry reads. It sheds and regrows its scales on a continuous basis. The scales become harder and sharper each time they're regrown. Who's that Pokemon? Mm. Okay, so not Clefairy. I think it might be something in uh, the Como line. That sounds right. Harder and sharper. Because then, you know, they just throw them in their yeah. moves. Yeah, and so they just... Maybe... Maybe like uh, Jangmo? I'm comfortable or with Or Hakamo? That. That's, that's right. That's the middle one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say Hakamo. Sounds good to me. Hakamo is uh, correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, first time. The hint entry was from Ultra Sun that says it makes noise by clinging its scales together. When the rhythm uh, has yeah, reached its I, peak, this Pokemon attacks. I might have thought Kamo over that one, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think they're all about it the same. I think Hakamo ha- is literally so. just a smaller Komo. That's all it is. Exactly. Yeah. The, the first entry implied Kamo. growth, though. So Yes. Exactly. So. All right. Well, you guys are four for three. Your next question is worth uh, up to two points, then. Um, this one does have a bragging points point involved, if Ew. you'd like it. Mm. Yes. Uh, so this one's from Jones. There are eight legendary trios in total in the mainline Pokemon games. Can you name them oh. all? 
Uh, you can either just yeah. tell me like the trio, or you can tell me what like okay. the unofficial fan name we for the trio is. The, Total. Eight the total. birds. The birds. The beasts. The beasts. The lake guardians. Uh, yep. The weather trio. Yep. Uh, the well, okay, so technically, Curum, uh, Reshiram, and Zekrom are the Tau trio. Correct. These yeah. are all correct so far. None the of these energy things you said trio. are wrong. Wait, wait, so wait. We've got three because, to go. Okay, because who's we the have, energy trio? <laughs> like en- energy, Zy- Zygarde, Xerneas, and Yveltal. Uh, are they the, the energy trio? The, no, okay. no, no. Energy is Reshiram, Zekrom, and Kyurem. No, oh, what? Okay. No, that's Tau. That's the Tau trio. I know, but they're oh. yeah, whatever. Okay, they're the yeah. Same. So then, uh, Yveltal, yeah, missing, Zygarde, and Xerneas. The aura. You're missing the creation trio. The creation trio. You're missing one more. Yes, and then. Are wait, are the Reg dogs eyes. an alternative a trio? Oh yeah, the Regis. The Reg no wait, no no no. The well, Regis more than a trio. The they were originally a trio. And the genies are no longer trios. So yes. those don't count. Oh yeah, sorts of yep, okay. So they're only three so, permanent. You're literally missing okay. one. You're That's just three. missing one. Okay, give us a second. We were we went very yeah. fast on these. Yes. Um so, so let me just uh, run through again. Gen one, check, two, check, three. Uh, there's multiple in a couple gens. Do you remember that? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm trying to think. Because three because had weather, three had the originally the Regis. But don't, they don't count anymore. They don't count anymore. Um, there's a lot of them. The Creation Trio and the Guardians both count for Gen 4. Yep. yep. Gen 5 uh, technically only has the Tau Trio because the other two trios have foursomes now. Um, yeah. Then Gen 6 has just those three legends. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. And uh, I don't know if the Gen 7, like, Solgaleo, Necrozma, and Lunala count as a trio. I would count that as a trio. The- but then it means the dogs and Eternatus are not a trio, which I can see. I don't think they're a trio. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They totally are a trio because they fuse. So, yeah, Necrozma, Sogali, and Lunella. Yeah. That is correct. That is all of the, them. The alien trio. Uh, yeah. They, the way the, what I have written down is the light trio. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Uh, yeah. So, you two, guys three, got them all, though. One, that eight. is all of them. That is two points there. So, that's uh, six for uh, six for four, whatever. we These rules make no sense. Um, uh, <laughs> they're your rules badge exactly <laughs> fractions are hard uh all right so this last question is your pokedex uh, or your base deck question as always and this one's going to be from polywo and polywo would like to know what not fully evolved fire type has the highest base defense hmm. nfe fire with highest defense um magmar comes to mind but i don't think so just because it used to be a fully evolved and isn't anymore um yeah there's is there any that goes through like a cocoon or pupa phase well larvesta but i i don't no. see that being defense is always a weak stat for that line exactly okay so it's highest one's attack carcoal it has to be carcoal right that would make sense um Colossal's defenses are like 115 or 120. So it's not bad. That would make sense. Mm, anything else? Because I don't think like Pignite is that no, defensive. No. 
and uh, none of the starters are no. defensive fires. Mm, what else is a tanky tank? Because Mock Cargo has good defense, but Slugmine just a tiny Slugma baby. Don't. Yeah, it gets the rocks oh. added later. Mm-mm. What else has? Yeah, I can't think of anything else except Arkle. Um Bulky fire types. Bulky fire types. Bulky fire types with those. an evolution is the weird exactly. part. Exactly. Very um, weird. Mm. I'm comfortable with Carcoal. I can't think of anything else, and I think that's a pretty good answer. That line is a defensive line to begin with. Yeah. Is that your final answer, Carcoal? Well, we can't think of anything else. I'm going through it in my head, but... I'm trying to, yeah. I'll take Carcoal. Uh, Carcoal is correct. (laughs) Uh, Carcoal with a base defense of 90. Uh, The second place is like really far away, by the way. Yeah. Second place is a three-way tie with a base stat of 60. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which are Lampant, Raboot, and Combuskin. Ah, uh, yes. Wow. Those defensive centerpieces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everybody's just like, yeah, I need a defensive fire type that's not fully evolved. Well, there aren't a lot Good of choices. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is it for Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Please go to our Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. Submit your questions there if you want to try to stump the co host. But if not, you'll have to wait till next week. To see how everything's going. Right now, the ladder shows Seth Vilo at the top with 16 points. Whoa. Followed by Whimsicott. Two perfect games in a row. I know, right? I don't think I've seen that ever, honestly. Uh, <laughs> Whimsicott uh, went with eight. And in third, we have a tie between our Sigma and Jushiro at seven. Anybody's game still. Let's see who can get it. On that note, let's, uh, let's kick it on over to the topic. Hey, would you like a green Tauros badge? Well, you can have one. If you come over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, we are going to be giving them out once we hit $850. We're going to be giving those to every patron at the $10 plus tier because uh, we love you guys. We'd love to see this project made. Of course, if we hit any other thresholds on the way there, such as $800 for the week-long giveaways to the community, that would also happen as well. So if you'd be interested in getting a green Taurus badge, be f- feel free. Come on over. Uh, if you can't support the show, don't worry about it. You just listening is enough for us. So until then, though, guys, I'm Thatch, and I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is what are our favorite Pokemon and what that might say about us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a light topic because it's the middle of a week. I think it's uh, very interesting to see what's going on in people's heads. And what they might be thinking. Maybe I should fill out one of these charts that you sent, Seth. I, I've never done it. Yeah. It, to force me to think about it. I like it. I've done it a couple of times and it was different every time. I think that <laughs> says something about me. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, obviously, I mean, if we just go with, like, the favorites that, like, we put on, like, the TCG mats and the logos, like, for Alligator, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, that for mm-hmm. me? Like, our all-time. We can start with our all-time favorite if we have one. I think that's a good place to start, right? Like, I don't know. I really like I really like for alligator only because and this is the answer for pretty much every Pokemon I'll ever talk about is nostalgia. Mm. Because I don't know, like the moment that I really got sucked into Pokemon. I mean, I was sucked into Pokemon for a very long time, just like any kid was in 1998. And but then like when Gen 2 came out, by that point, I I don't know. There's something in my brain. Maybe it's the ADHD or something like that. <laughs> I clung to that knowledge, and I just wanted to know right everything mm-hmm. I could. 
And so like that by that point I was like already like the Pokemon kid at school. Like I was the one kids would come to for help on the playground with their games. Wow. Gen two, when that started, one, I didn't know Gen two came out. I remember this very vividly. My uh my best friend at the time, uh, when I was a child, lived uh on the other side of my block and he came over one day and he's like, Hey, by the way, I just got the new Pokemon game. And I go, What do you mean new Pokemon game? <laughs> huh? Dun dun dun. That was like before I was plugged in. And it was uh it was Pokemon it was Pokemon Silver version, and he showed it to me, and I was just like, what? This is so cool. You can, there's like a mm-hmm. Togepi here now, but there's like other Pokemon. This is really interesting. And so I ended up getting it a couple weeks later, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. And so like that was the moment. I remember getting that game because I used to do martial arts as a kid. I did it for a really long mm-hmm. time, actually. I did it until I was like 19, 20 from like the age of eight, which was really good as a workout. And I really like part of me wants to do it again, but another part of me is like, I don't really want to pay the money to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I remember because I, I I did it one Friday. I went to I went to my martial arts class, and then my mom picked me up afterwards, and she had like bought mm. Pokemon Silver for me. And I remember I went home because it was a Friday night. I went home mm-hmm. and I played Pokemon in my 1998 beanbag chair mm-hmm. for like a very long time. And I got to the point like where I picked Totodile as my first starter because I thought Totodile was cool, and mm-hmm. I already got him all the way to Croknaw by the time I went to bed. Wow. <laughs> wow. And knowing Gen 2 and how much of a slog that is at the beginning, by the right. way. Uh, Gosh. <laughs> that is really something. And looking back at it, I'm just like, wow, that was a long play session. Yep. Uh, it was super, I just, like that memory and then just like for Alligator in general, because like Gen 2 was the game where like I got into it and like that was the game I was playing was Pokemon instead mm-hmm. of Pokemon being a game that I played, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Gen 1 or Gen 2 is for alligator. Like that's like that starter just symbolizes to me like that's the turning point in my in my career, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> As a Pokemon trainer. But I don't know. I, I, that's enough about that rambling. What about you guys? Well, this is awkward. My favorite Pokemon is sometimes Whimsicott. Sometimes mm-hmm. Whimsicott? Okay, I want to hear sometimes. now. I need to know. My favorite Pokemon has changed several times over the years and it essentially ends up being not quite a tie but like a fluctuation between Whimsicott and Leafeon but there were many 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 steps on that ladder before getting to Leafeon and Whimsicott (laughs) simply because they didn't exist for the longest time that would be a good reason yeah so in gen one my favorite was Vaporeon and uh, and then Gen 2 came out, and I was like, oh, these Pokemon are cool. Then Gen 3 came out, and I was like, oh, wait, this Flygon thing is so cool and amazing. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, I was like, that fur is cute, though. Like, fur is really cute, though. Like, that's that pure. Fur is cute. And then, and then like, my, my favorite type was grass for a long time. Heck and yeah. when we got a grass type evolution, I was like, okay, this is the perfect Pokemon. We have achieved perfection. There is <laughs> nothing else that needs to be done here. But, but you know, Gardevoir was also very nice. And I was very fond of it. And then Gen 5 came out. And like many of us, like I looked at the Japanese information. We had the entire Pokedex before the game came out. I remember these days back up until oh. yeah. Gen 5. Because I remember... I remember fighting with uh, the Professor Sycamore who started the show with me. We we saw Croagunk mm-hmm. and we kept calling him by his Japanese name. I forget what it was. Yeah. Because Poison Fighting <laughs> was like a new type combo and it was a really cool type combo on a pretty decent looking Pokemon. 
Mm-mm. And we were talking about like what team we were going to plan. And he, he and I was just like, oh, I want, yeah, I want, I forget what Crow Gunk was called, but I want Crow Gunk. And he's like, no, I want Crow Gunk. You're not cool enough for Crow Gunk. <laughs> okay. Wow. We were, just, we were just like, we're going at it with each other. <laughs> it was, it was a good time. It was a wow. lot of fun. I don't know. I have a lot of good memories. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I was on Cerebi. I looked at the entire Gen 5 Pokedex and my first reaction, honestly, was, well, this sucks. <laughs> so I essentially picked out my team in advance by exclusion. Huh. Like everything that sucked less than everything else. Wow. Except Lilligant because I liked Reshiram and so I knew I was playing black. And so I got this like little fluff ball. I was like, it's so cute. It's like a cotton flower. <laughs> and, and then like it has weird moves and it's funny. It moves in a funny way. It sounds funny. And it's very fluffy. I like fluffy things. And then, like, I brought it to the Elite Four. And with, like, Cotton Garden stuff, I bit, like, a significant part of, like, the Elite Four and the Getsis fight with Jatsikot, which was very funny. And so I was very, very fond of it. And when in Gen 6, they came out with my new favorite type, and they added it to my new favorite Pokemon, combining my favorite two types for the only Pokemon that at the time had those two types, I was like, well, <laughs> this is my new favorite now. That's all she wrote. There it is. <laughs> the perfect Pokemon. But then it's like, but Livian is still cuter. And then Alolan Ninetales came out and it wasn't even cuter. And <laughs> so, yeah, so Whimsicott is my mascot for sure, but is often my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> I believe always. this. I believe, I've been I've been too busy filling out my my favorite sheet like Seth, but <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> tell me tell me more tell me more about yours. Okay, so you know I'm I know that I'm gonna say this and Linian is gonna scream at me because he mm-hmm. gives me he gives me grief for this every time. But there are a couple of items that make a Pokemon into a potential Seth Vilo favorite. Go for it. One being purple. One of them is the color. <laughs> I believe I believe this, actually. I believe this. If it is predominantly a warm-colored Pokemon, odds are, odds are, I probably am not going to like it unless there is another compelling reason to do so. <laughs> so that's one. But then here I am being a slight hypocrite because I've got monsters like Volcarona and Scizor on my chart. So why are they here? They are red. What is wrong with me? I feel like that's the competitive though, right? Like that's the competitive player in you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the competitive player in me. A lot of these things on the chart are driven by how they are in competitive and success I've had with the Pokemon. So if they're good in predominantly OU, that gives it a chance to be up there. Um, if it has poison heal, that done. It's on the chart. other things are like personality type things or story driven reasons give it Mm. give it a chance to be up there i like quirky type things which is why things like rotom and sableye are on there they're they're funky pokemon um or story reasons either in the show or something else some kind of cool story i read about it like that or like the ptu campaign that we've been doing either of them at this point and any that continue on in the future that's why the poison slot is occupied by dragalgy because in the ptu campaign i had one of those and it did amazing and it was one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things ever Mm -hmm. the ghost slot is now 
hard occupied by decidui before a similar reason because it's doing great work in the second ptu campaign and i'm mm. loving it and then pokedex entries too make a fun oh yeah thing to base <laughs> off of that, that that's kind of one for one of mine too yeah i mean it has to make sense it has to be fun it has to be yeah. cool enough and fit on the chart that's how you go about making a, a seth vilo pokemon first of all make it a cool color <laughs> <laughs> literally and figuratively <laughs> Yeah, that, um, and Sableye has a couple fond things. That is by far my favorite overall selected mm. there. It's got, it's a gemstone obsessed little goofy little goblin, kind of like <laughs> how I kind of am. I have a rock collection. I always have. I love gems oh. and things like that, which is why I'm really upset that the only rock types, because gems are rocks in a sense oh carbink that have gems attached are carbink and diancy like what there's so much potential here and rock type sucks i have such a hard time filling in the rock and ice slots because all of them suck well uh tyranitar is there first of all yeah but that feels just Mm. like a cop-out like why do i like tyranitar because it's good in ou like okay i mean give me something to work with i don't know i just like tyranitar i'm also just like (laughs) i'm just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Agron is in that slot occasionally but i mean yeah meh but yeah sableye was also i i picked sapphire instead of mm. ruby because kyogre is a cool colored pokemon mm-hmm. and um you know so i got sableye in the cave right next to do right next to duford town and thus started my quest of being the most annoying pokemon player on the planet because <laughs> If you catch Sableye, you just throw it out in front of Brawly and laugh at him. Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) you will, the similar mindset that I was talking about with playing the Whimsicott deck earlier, you will not play your game. You will play how I want you to play. (laughs) That is now how we are going about this. And that Uh. was what Sableye did and started me on that journey. Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald was my big one. Like, I played Gen 1 and 2, but. I, I I was connected, I was in it, I was in it hard, and then, you know, Ruby Sapphire dropped and I was in it even more because there's color in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not yes. washed out. Fa- like, I think a big thing that got me really hard into it was the dramatic art shift that happened from Gen 1 and 2 to Gen 3 of the official artwork of the Pokemon because before mm. then they were washed out watercolor type official artwork. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're still kind of like that to some extent. Less than they were. I hard disagree. Like, look at old Lantern versus new Lantern. If you look at like the old old stuff, if you look at the if you look at like the old old stuff versus like the stuff they did for the remakes, I might agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Because part of what I look most look forward to with each of the remakes after that point were the new official Sugimori artwork of yeah. Pokemon. Because the old washed out ones, I hated. So. I like some of the, like, I like the ones that aren't, like, completely washed out, but the ones that are a little washed out, which might be more of the modern ones. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, like the one that I really like, like, there are two that, like, if you, that really hit home with me. It's one the for alligator, obviously, but also, like, the Heracross one from back in the day. I don't know. Mm. So, like, Pokemon trading cards, like, always have really fantastic art. They do. Yes. And, but what they used to do sometimes is they would sometimes just take the Sugimori art and just like slap it on a card and put some hollow behind it mm-hmm. and call it a, call yeah, it a card. Yeah, I hate it. I hate that. They do that now even, especially yeah. for trainers. What? They did it for Heracross and for Feraligator in the Neo set. Mm-hmm. 
because like Heracross is probably one of my favorites. And again, it's just nostalgia. But it's uh, because like I just tie memories to specific Pokemon, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and how they worked. Yeah, that is the artwork they used. I'm looking at the new one then. You are correct, Seth. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I, I just posted an example in yes. the little thread that we have among yeah. us just to kind of, this is, the original was the watercolor washed out. It's in the exact same pose though. That's why I'm confused. And I hate it. I hate it. But then Gen 3 completely changed that art style to something totally different to what it is now, essentially. I think that art is actually, that art specifically is from Gen 4 when they did the remake of, uh, with Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. But yeah. Exactly. Yes, you are correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in the exact same pose, which is why I'm confused. And it's those that did it for me. Yeah. That's a good point. And also, like, kind of with the PTU thing or whatever, it, experiences with a Pokemon are important. Competitive experience, mm-hmm. PTU experience, other yes. random exp- Like, Definitely. the reason the rock type slot is Crustle for me is Unite. Straight up. Mm. That is the reason. <laughs> because it's annoying and goofy in Unite. I see. And I didn't have another rock type, rock type slot to put there because all the rock types suck. I finished mine and I have like three rock types in it. Gross. What's wrong with you? I don't know because I think they're cute. Uh, some of them because some of them are just like goofy and it makes me happy that those exist. Like Alolan Golem. I know it's an audio medium, but throw it in the throw it in the thing because I kind of I'm curious now. Oh, uh, let me let me actually finish it. Yeah, but as an example, while he's uploading that, another thing that really just drove my love for it. I have a rough time with the dragon slot. Yeah. Mm. Um. There's things like Appleton, which are hilarious and adorable. There's things like Dragapult, which are cool, but sound kind of like an overused one. And then there was Hisui and Gudra when it, with its Pokedex oh, entry. That yes. is just, I am very sad and anxiously attached to my trainer. And if yes. they're gone for more than five minutes, I will have a meltdown. Yes, our baby. And it's so sad. <laughs> and I love it. It reminds me of my cats. Okay, there it is. I think this is it. There we go. It's there now. Wow. Well, now I have to do mine. Yeah. But you guys are so far ahead. This is very... I mean, so, so some, like, notable things, like, because I... One, I put the Halucha there just to upset you, but... I figured. And then, uh... <laughs> uh there are, like, some that were just like, yeah, this is the hard answer that I thought of, but some of them yeah. were hard to think of. The One, there's a trend here of there's a lot of Pokemon that are just, like, straight up just like, yeah, this is Gen 2 or Gen 4. <laughs> This is like your experience yep. playing Gen one, Gen two, or Gen four, and then I guess Gen seven just like really makes a random appearance. That as really well. stuck with you, didn't it? Yeah, apparently I didn't think about it until <laughs> I was like going through it, and I was like, man, this is really crazy. Because on the list of like the favorite Pokemon of each type, I have Grass for Obama Snow because Gen four, and it, I just thought it was a cool t- double typing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Fire, I have Magmortar only because I was really excited when Gen four came out that Magmar and Electivire <laughs> could evolve. And one of those two definitely got the shorter end of the stick. And there's Electivire yes. on your chart, too. <laughs> Electivire also makes an appearance. Uh, but uh, water, we have for alligator, obviously. Normal, I put Heliolisk because I'm just like, I don't know any normal types I really like. But I'm like, Heliolisk like, really resonated with me in Gen 6. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. We put uh, Electivire in, in the electric slot because, again, it's really cool that they could evolve. And one of these things actually got the short end of the stick and it wasn't Electivire. Electivire mm. actually used to be really good. Uh, back in the day, back in Gen yeah, Four, it did. hashtag yeah. Giravire was hilarious when you didn't know it was there. Then I have Metagross in the psychic slot. I've never done one of these, by the way. I love mm-hmm. these things. Uh, I couldn't think of a of a Metagross or a psychic type that I cared about, but Metagross is cool. Fighting Primeape. I don't know why. There's just like this irrational thing in my head that like Primeape is cool, and I don't know why. And I just love Primeape. That's what a favorite Pokemon is, though. That is what a favorite Pokemon is. 
I don't know why. I just love Primate. Primate is the coolest fighting type Pokemon to me. I don't care what anybody says. Right. Primate. It's cool. Uh, for Rock, I put a Lolan Golem. <laughs> I think everybody can understand why. Moving on. Uh, he's, he, he, he is a railgun. Like, it's fine. He is a railgun. Even in the anime, he is a railgun. He is a railgun. the Geodude and shooting them. I love that scene. That's in the entry, too. Mm. the for ground crocodile i was just like i'm like there's not going to be a lot of like spread for the gens but there actually is here i think the only yeah. one crocodile he's just a cool ground type both competitive and just through playing in game he's just really cool to play with yeah uh flying salucha because that's on the show because of- <laughs> you <laughs> and then uh bug is heracross because heracross is real cool in the anime and it just everywhere yeah. in life also very cool typing until buzzwell had to come and steal its thunder <laughs> and then i never, I just like gen 7 apparently just resonated with me because like poison was salazzle mm, that's a good one yeah because i'm just like i was looking through the poison list and i'm like salazzle yeah that's it uh, because I played through with it in, uh, in my original run of Sun and Moon, and I just, I just remember it, and it was just really fun to play with. I don't know. Mm. Darkest Tyranitar, because I already used Rock for Alolan Golem, <laughs> because there's three electric types <laughs> on this list. That's another thing with this chart, is you have to account for the dual types and yes. how they affect your chart if you have Pokemon you have exactly. to Exactly. Yeah. Ghost is Mismagis, because, again, it was really cool that it got an evolution in Gen 4. That's the reason for a lot yeah. of these things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing that. Uh, because Gen 4 evolutions were real cool. Glaceon, I always just thought was a cool ice type. I wish it didn't suck. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, pure ice type Pokemon are always really cool to me. But then you remember ice typing is a terrible defensive type. Mm-mm. You didn't have to have the word defensive on there. You could just, just set it ice is terrible. Uh, no, ice isn't terrible. It's a very good offensive type. Uh, it is absolutely one of the best offensive types Fair, in the entire yeah. game, in my opinion. Fine. Knock me off my ice slander. I think Ice is always the best offensive type, which is why everything runs Ice Beam if it can run Ice Beam. Very true, yeah. Mm. But I also think that I it, they compensated for that by making Ice, like, very defensively weak. Which is like, whenever anybody's yeah. talking about tweaking the type chart for Ice, I'm like, mm, they did this on purpose, though. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And then I put Steel as Probopass because I thought it was cool he got an evolution in Gen 4. Cool, they got an evolution in Gen 4. <laughs> 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 I hate Probopass. <laughs> I have two Pokemon with mustaches on my list. I I had a Probopass in the PTU campaign that I didn't end up using. It's really cool in PTU because you can att- detach the noses from it and put oh, them all over the field. That's cool. And fire attacks from them wherever they go. That's really but cool. Wow. I just didn't end up using it. And so in the story, I sent this Probopass home to my parents to use as a ceiling fan. <laughs> So they have it sitting in the middle of the room, and the nose is detached and spun around on the ceiling to move air around. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And then uh, for Dragonite, I chose Dragonite because... I didn't realize how few dragons there were until I saw that list. And then I was just like, wow, none of these are that exciting. I was just like, I'm like, Dragonite, because he's the OG boy. Yeah, fair. And then Fairy Florges. I think Florges is my favorite fairy type. I'm not going to lie. Just out of like... I don't know. It's just cool. That's an interesting choice. I wouldn't have expect that, expected that from you. I don't know what else would be my other favorite fairy. Like, I was just like, mm. I, I didn't want it to make it, like, pure competitive, you know? I, none of well, this is pure yeah. competitive, obviously. For sure. And so, like, competitively, like, maybe a Zoomeril. I'm sitting right here, and you always say that, I mean, it's fine, though. It's fine. <laughs> I enjoy Whimsicott very much so competitively. 
Yeah, it is. On, it's been on like almost every VGC team we've talked about on Folk of the episode yeah. in the past three months. But I was just like, mm, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, what fairy type Pokemon do I genuinely just like, if it were to present itself in a playthrough, would I be like, I'm going to use it? And the mm. answer is Forges, right? That's that's kind of the answer for all of these Pokemon. Like, if this Pokemon popped up in a playthrough, what I think about using it. Uh, I get it. And I get like it. early in a playthrough, you know what I mean? To the point where you could travel with it the whole time. And mm. all of these Pokemon hit that mark for me. All of these Pokemon hit that mark, especially Hawlucha. Of course you would say that. <laughs> See, my, my problem with this list is that you go through all the types. Oh, it's so bad. And you think, and you think, okay, I've pretty much picked my favorite of every type. You're still missing some of your favorite that from is the true. entire list. That's yep. true. It doesn't work very well. I don't know. I just, I, this is the first time I've ever done one of these. I love these charts. I have a physical one in a sense where I not only, yeah, I keep it updated. Um, I've got it in this three by, what is this? Three by six layout. That's cute. And I have my favorite Pokemon card art of each of the Pokemon in a sleeve on a cork board. I like it. That's so nice. It's so, it's cool. It keeps everything front and center. It makes it fun to update it when a new art comes out that I like better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love this chart. And it's so just fun to do and keep up with. Like, uh, it's fun. Mm, 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 mm. And kind of like you guys said, it, the weird part is that you know you have favorites and you have to fit them on this chart. So let me let me run you through my flow um, that mm-hmm. keeps certain Pokemon locked in certain positions. Reuniclus is my favorite psychic, hands down. Okay, fair. It's annoying and goofy and cute, and I love it. That's just me in a nutshell. So Reuniclus mm. being my psychic means Gallade has to be my fighting. Yeah, yeah. Which, in turn, means Breloom has to occupy my grass slot. Bug. Grass. Yes. Grass. grass. Yep. Grass. I don't know why, but I thought you said Heracross, because I'm staring You're at good. Heracross. Oh, Greninja. That's <laughs> such a good one, Whimsicott. I miss Greninja. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, you know, and then it keeps going on from there, where Ferrothorn then has to go in the steel, Decidueye has to go in yeah. the ghost, Scizor has to go in the bug because Ferrothorn's in the steel, because that, Mm-mm-mm. then Volcarona has to go in the fire. Like, it, it, I have certain squares that are locked and cannot change, so... <laughs> I've got to accommodate. I messed this up because I put Swablu in mine, both in normal and flying. <laughs> you the love it so one, much. No, no. The normal one should be um, Wigglytuff. Oh, um, there you go. Okay. I messed it up. I like your chart. I like how it's got a lot of not fully evolved. That's a lot of fairy types. It is a lot of fairy types. Uh, so I, I, at one point, I kept saying that grass was my favorite type, but I had to face the fact that most of my favorites are actually like fairy types. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, or they evolve into fairy types. Like, And Swablu is like, Swablu is like honorary fairy type. Like, kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of. It has that vibe. I, I really love how yours has l- a lot of not fully evolves, like the yeah. Oddish, the, um, what is that, Ponyta, the Swablu that we mentioned. Like, it, that's so cool to have those. Mine yeah. end up all being fully evolved for one reason or another, but yeah. I'm going to upload the correct one. <laughs> it's just, it, it's like a really cute exercise. I don't know. There's, it's just a lot of things. Yeah. And it, it, it tells you a lot about yourself. I, I guess, you know what? You know what? I, I recommend everybody do this. I always thought it was dumb until today. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And then it's just like, yeah, you learned some things. 
You do. Exactly. You do. And you like, can see trends mine... like, oh, look, cool colors. <laughs> yeah, cool colors. Exactly. Well, mine was, mine was, mine was, did it get an evolution in Gen 4? That might have been cool. And... Yep, exactly. <laughs> mine is mostly like cute, fluffy stuff. Yeah, I and see that. Then a couple of things that just destroy people competitive. Like Cartana is my favorite steel type because I enjoyed sweeping with it so much in Gen mm-hmm. 7. It still does and that in Gen 8, by like, the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a tiny origami samurai, which is super cute. But, like, I had so much, like, I named my Cartana Paper Cut. And I just destroyed things with it, and I was happy. And no. then it's like, would this fit into an anime or a Disney movie? And the answer is always yes. And then That's funny. you see you see Meteor there and you think, oh, this is completely out of place, but it's just because they don't let you use the core form for That's the a chart. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I had to Photoshop in Hisui and Gudra because they didn't have it on the chart yet. <laughs> so Hisui and Gudra mm, Hisui and Gudra was a very like top contender for my favorite dragon, but I also mm. had to go with like OG Dragonite. Because that one is nostalgia. That one is nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. But the others are just like like Oddish. Oddish is my favorite poison. And it's partly because I just really like Oddish. And partly it's because, well, I could pick its evolution, but it's, my favorite Oddish evolution is just a grass type. So, <laughs> and, and that has to go to Leafeon. Yep. <laughs> so... I like how you and I have similar wavelengths in our fire and fighting, where it's mm, Volcarona mm, mm, and mm. Gallade with an asterisk. With an asterisk. <laughs> yeah, mine is Mega Gallade because it's just... So Mega Gallade, I just like the design more, but also I think I I made myself Fair. even more fond of it because when I used it competitively, I nicknamed it Mamoru. Which is um, Tuxedo Mask's name in the original Japanese for Sailor Moon. And which means uh, protector ah, there you as go. a name. And and so I, like, it always, when I see Mega Gallade, it always reminds me of something I was very fond of as a young girl, which was Sailor Moon. So The nostalgia. It's, it's all these associations that you make there for you yourself. But it's like a very like collateral yep. nostalgia. And yes. also like Wigglytuff is my favorite normal type today. Tomorrow it will probably be Furret, to be quite honest. So you never know. <laughs> I think this is a good place to stop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go on for like two days. Yes, <laughs> we could. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. Go into why each yes. one we of the 18 on the our respective them charges compete. is on there. <laughs> exactly. Let them fight. All right, so that's going to be it for the topic. Let us know what one of your favorite Pokemon is and why it is uh, in the mailbag this mm-hmm. week, or send us the charts. We'll take. I'll. I'll want to. I want to look at everybody's charts in the email and go make these charts. Just Google favorite of each type. Yep. Send it to us uh, at pucklepodcast@gmail.com. But yeah, uh, we're gonna cut it here. We're gonna kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 26, Raichu, the mouse Pokemon. It's Pokemon Sapphire Pokedex entry states, This Pokemon exudes a weak electrical charge from all over its body that makes it take on a slight glow in darkness. 
Raichu searches for electricity by planting its tail in the ground. Woo. Raichu. Raichu's actually fun. I love Raichu. He's also one of my favorites. Raichu got a buff in Gen 6. Oh, yeah. Yes. To make it usable again. Didn't they make it faster? Is that what happened? Like 10 base speed points or something like that. It wasn't that mm, much. Speed mm-hmm. is huge. So yeah, no, speed is actually... huge. I mean, 10 was huge because it went from 100 to 110, yeah. which is, that I is mean, huge. that is that is a huge jump. And I mean, it's a ta- its stats aren't terrible either. Raichu's not no. a bad Pokemon by any means with that. I mean, 60 HP, not great. 90 attack, though. Mm-hmm. That's pretty decent. It's higher yeah. than Talonflame. <laughs> 55 defense. Mm-hmm. 90 special attack, 80 special defense, not shabby, uh, and then the 110 mm-hmm. speed like we talked about. The move yeah. pool isn't terrible either. I mean, it, it, it's actually pretty cool. It gets like fake out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it gets fake out. And surf. And it thunderbolt probably. And it just gets surfed by TM now. Yeah, because they gave up, okay, making that special. They gave yeah. up. <laughs> they gave up making that special. It's mostly electric-type moves, though, which is like every electric-type Pokemon. They get very little coverage, minus the surf that you can just randomly have now. Which is good for grounds, most Mm-mm. grounds that yes. aren't, you know, Gastrodon, etc. Yeah. But you also get stuff like Nuzzle. Nuzzle is a cool move they added. Nasty plot, too. N- yeah, nasty plot, so you can really be a special sweeper. It It's nice. It's got some nice tech that it can use. We've got a Mm-mm. team this week. It is uh, the one of the top eight teams from the Salt Lake Regional that Seth went to. I didn't see this team, though. I was not in this section of the hall. <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a very interesting team. I like looking at it just to, just to see what you could do with a Raichu. And th- th- what's even better about this team is it's not Zacian. <laughs> it's Kyogre. Or yeah. Kyogre. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. This team's got your Raichu on it holding a Shookaberry with the ability Lightning Rod so you could absorb incoming electric, at- electric attacks, which is kind of weird on this team with the exception of uh, the Tapu Fini we'll talk about next. But you, mm-hmm. you do see electric type attacks come in occasionally, depending on where you're, uh, depending on the meta, because the meta really has a lot of Kyogre in it. So you see that happen. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, timid. It's got a very odd EV spread, which I'm sure I could read more about at Victory Road. But uh, 188 HP, 20 defense, 28 special attack, 20 special defense, and 252 speed. It's got Electroweb for speed control, Charm for attack control, so you can drop a, an mm-hmm. attack stat by two stages, Eerie Impulse, so you can drop a special attack stat by two stages. You can all, It also has Fake Out. So this Raichu is all about control, and that's Mm-mm. really cool. I like it. it. It kind of feels like a worse land, or thunderous to me right now, but... <laughs> hmm. But it's a Raichu making it cooler. Yeah, it's a Raichu. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't have the rock weakness, or the ice weakness, which is something... Yeah, since you have another Pokemon that's weak to ice later. And since Rock Slide exists. It does prevent, like, Thunder Waves coming in as well, which is also nice. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Which is a big thing for Shadow, Shadow Rider, uh, which is on this team. Yeah. So, Tapu Fini. This is a Choice Specs Tapu Fini with Misty Surge. Mm-hmm. It's got 204 HP, 28 defense, 204 special attack, 4 special defense, 68 speed. It's got a modest nature, zero IVs in attack because gotta mitigate that foul play damage. Which yeah. Grimmsnarl has sometimes. Uh, Moonblast, Scald, Dazzling Gleam, and Muddy Water. So pretty much it's two directional attacks and two spread attacks for its stab. Yep. <laughs> uh, depending on the situation you're in. Because sometimes... It's like, yeah. do you need to hit both? Does your opponent have wide guard? Yes. Uh, do you need to hit both? Are you on your own? Please do something. That's an f- interesting Tapu Fini, actually. I'm kind of interested. I, I kind of want to run this team on Showdown and just kind of see how it does. Mm-mm. Yeah. 
All right, who's next? I guess it's Seth. Seth will be it'll be you. Yeah, sure. The other Pokemon that we've mentioned so far, we have Calyrex Shadow Rider form holding a Focus Sash. The ability is, of course, as one Spectrier's version, and the EV spread is as follows. Pretty basic. 4 HP, 4 defense, 244 special attack, 4 special defense, and 252 speed. In VGC, that's about as max max 4 as you can get. Yeah, it's, it's also, move. it's got Astral, oh, never mind. You're going to talk about the moves. I'm a dummy. Go ahead. Yep, that was next on my list. It's timid, of course. I'm dummy. IVs are seven in attack, which I assume is for one of these moves here that I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. They are Astral Barrage, and then who cares about the rest of the other three because (laughs) it's a Shadow Rider. But the other three are Pollen Puff, Bulldoze, and Protect. It gets Pollen Puff? I love Pollen Puff. Only because Calyrex Calyrex itself does. Spectrier does not. That would be a coverage move, and we can't have that. (laughs) Pollen Puff is so weird. No, we can't have coverage moves on our Spectrier, can we, Seth? No, we can't, but we should always run Dark Pulse. Yep. Always run Dark Pulse. Dumb. Dumb. (laughs) Literally took it off like 10 minutes before our fight went to God, and I was so... (laughs) Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's. I assume the bulldo- bulldoze and seven attack IVs are to hit something specifically, or yes. you know, maybe this one just had seven. I don't know. Mm-mm. Regardless, it's enough coverage to get by. Yes, and Astro Barrage is the only move you care about. Also, speed control, bulldoze, speed control is very we- very. Yep. Also, it allows you to uh, proc stuff on more Pokemon down yeah. below. <laughs> but if you're using your Shadow Rider Calyrex to speed control. I have questions for what you're doing. Mm-mm. Well, it's not for speed control. It's probably for the weakness policy down below. Yeah, that might be it, actually. It is. It's 100%. Oh, shoot. That's exactly what it's for. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Mm-mm. That's exactly what it's for. Yeah. I didn't put it together. Okay, here we are. Uh, so that's that's the Shadow Rider Calyrex. The other thing is Landorus Therian form. It's here, too, folks. Surprise, surprise. I've never seen this on a team before. Tell me what it does. Never. Uh, so Landorus Therian is a ground... F- no, anyway. it's got a lumberry. <laughs> Ability is, of course, Intimidate, because we all actually knew that ahead of time. EVs are as follows. 156 HP, 124 attack, 4 defense, 20 special defense, and 204 speed with a jolly nature. Moves are Earthquake, Rock Slide, Fly, and Protect. Surprise, surprise. I know, right? That's such a surprising moveset. Mm, never before seen. Landers, wow. Landers just really feels like the, why won't you die, old man? Like, Yeah. <laughs> old man yeah. yells at Cloud. Yeah. It even looks like an old man who yelled at Cloud so much. Old man yells at Cloud Lion. I know, I, I know. Actually, this old man kicked the clouds and it's gotten them stuck around its feet but yeah i love how it's got the sassy single eyebrow raise too like yeah you want to yeah. you want to get rid of me yeah try yeah try i've only tried for the past five, seven years it, it, it's not even like the sassy eyebrow it's like it's like that one buggy eye from the half crazy characters from old cartoons design yep, yep. Yeah. and the weird pupil even makes it worse yeah it's i hate it um yeah. anyway <clears throat> lando slando we, we mentioned the weakness policy earlier, and it's the one held by my lovely boy Sol Galeo. Sol Galeo is running Full Metal Body because why wouldn't you? Um, does he even have anything else? Well, because he can't run anything else. That's the answer. You can't <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it also pairs really well with that bulldoze. Mm-mm. Exactly, because you're gonna 
proc the weakness policy, but the speed will not be dropped. But the speed no, of everybody else will be dropped. Essentially giving Sogaleo a speed boost. Exactly. Now it all makes sense. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Oh it's my amazing. word. I hate it. <laughs> it's lovely. Uh, so it has four HP EVs, one ATH attack EVs, four defense EVs, 60 special defense EVs, and 252 speed EVs with an adamant nature. And it's running Sunsteel Strike, Psychic Fangs, Earthquake, and Protect. Psychic Fangs is in case someone tries to do to you what this next Pokemon is trying to do to your opponents. It's a Grimmsnarl holding a light clay with the ability Prankster. Yeah. It has 244 HP EVs, 68 defense EVs, and 196 special defense EVs with a careful nature. It's running Spirit Break, Sucker Punch, and of course, Reflect and Light Screen. Yeah, that's a Grim Snarl. Oh, I didn't realize that's what Psychic Fangs does. Wow. Good yeah, job. It, it yeah. breaks screens. It breaks screens. Yep, it breaks mm-hmm. screens. It's Brick Break, but Psychic. Mm-hmm. It's Brick Break, but Psychic. I'm going to bite yep. you so hard you think about it. Yeah. Yep. And in VGC, you actually have something to hit with Psychic Fangs that's not the Grim Snarl, which you can't hit with Psychic Fangs. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's worth running. Yeah. yeah. It also just gives you Stab Psychic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. All right. So if you want to get this team in shiny form, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast. If not, you can join our Discord and grab the paste and you can run this team and have some fun with it. So if on that note, though, I am very excited to tell you we can move on to the mailbag. It's mail time. Send in your emails. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag's the part of the mailbag is part of the show where you can send us emails to pucklepodcast at gmail.com, where we usually have a question for you. Last week we asked you guys what Gen 1 Pokemon you would love to see get like a regional or a mega or some kind of equivalent, some special treatment. I, I'd be interested to hear why you think that answer is primate. Uh, I'm excited to hear. <laughs> that. But uh you can also go ahead and uh you can send us emails about anything. This part of the show is also brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, we'll give out the Green Tauros badge to anybody that sparks a decent, good conversation. So without further ado, let's jump in to this first one from Zay Paladin. You bet, and I've got that one. What it do, Puckle Crew? I know that I talked about giving Tentacruel a regional form a few weeks back, but I wanted to provide some details as to what I would adjust. For starters, let's talk about that stat spread. I think 515, 515 is a decent base stat total, albeit a little low. However, if you just flip each offensive stat with its respective defensive stat, it becomes significantly better. Instead of the special defensive bulk that many water types have, Tentacruel takes on a wicked 120 base special attack with reasonable resistances. Oh god. It's not going to... Yeah, kind of <laughs> scary, actually. And yeah. it's still got the 100 speed? Like, what? It's 110 yeah. speed, isn't it? Or is it 100? No, 100. No, 100. Is it 100? Okay, thank God. 100. I don't want a jellyfish moving that fast. It... No. No. Uh, moving on. It's not It's. Uh, it's not really going to use its physical attack stat of much, so swapping it with its meager defense of 65 allows for stats to be redistributed elsewhere. Next. I think Tentacruel should get a signature move to celebrate its new typing, po- called Pyroclasm. This would be a base 70 fire-type special attack with its secondary effect mirroring burning jealousy. 
It would afflict the opponent's po- opponent with Toxic if they had raised all their stats at all this turn. I love the idea thematically as it fits with the warmer climate of the Gen 9 location and makes sense with regards to real-life phenomenon of underwater volcanic eruptions. Also, I'm a, move, I'm a fan of move parody in general. While it might not be the most competitively viable move around, it would be fun to use in main story playthroughs or potential nuzlocks. Kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just think it's a fun Pokemon. It looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, it does. A fire jellyfish sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I wanted to talk about some design changes for the regional jellyfish. A very obvious change would be to change the coloring and texture of the red orbs on its head to appear like bubbling lava with an orange hue that moves inside like a living lava lamp. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another design option would be to incorporate some blackened or hardened parts to Tentacruel's beak that would come from the immense heat put off from its attacks. The tendrils could also share some new coloring of a darker shade, maybe even going for black to orange at the tips. As for the body's main color, something like a purple, a dark purple, or obsidian would be great contrast to the pulsating orange orbs and charred beak. Other than that, I think the overall shape of Tentacruel fits perfectly fine with the new form. Maybe adjust some of the frills to add some new contour, a lighter purple on the brim of its head. But otherwise, the base design is super solid. So there's my fully fleshed out tropical (laughs) Tentacruel. I think the volcanic jellyfish would be fantastic as both a design concept and a viable Pokemon. I'd be it'd be very threatening where it doesn't have to run choice scarf unlike a certain existing water fire type looking at you mm-hmm. volcanion mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed what i envision in a new gen one regional zay paladin to be fair i don't think volcanion is particularly oppressive either <laughs> so we could we could get a real one uh it did jump from ru all the way up to ou last session because people discovered that choice specs are good i believe that yes i can tell you that <laughs> In rain. In rain, Specs Volcanion, two shots Blissey. Yes, that's because of steam wow. eruption, though. Well, yeah. Mm-mm. But yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that one, Zay Paladin. Uh, our next email is going to be from Foxy. Yep, I've got this one. Hey again, Paco crew. Foxy here. There has been one idea I have had for a new regional variant for some time now. And given that it is a Generation 1 Pokemon, I figured this week's topic would be a great time to share it. One Pokemon that I always thought could have been themed a bit better is actually Dodrio. Dodrio is known for its odd flying type, being a result of its incredible jumping ability rather than an innate flying capability. But for this variant, we will be grounding the unorthodox bird. By the way, I I think it's just like a holdover from when they had a bird type... And then they were like, uh, this jumps really high. Still a flying type. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that is to say, we are trading the flying type for a ground typing. Uh, the reasoning for this is so that we can learn a little, we, we can lean a little more heavily into one of Dodrio's design inspirations. In this form, Dodrio will exchange the brown feathers on its body for black ones, while the three heads will become white and gain shallower but wider beaks that can shovel up sand. Mmm, that's right. This Dodrio is native to desert routes, adding a little more Pokemon diversity to them, while the design elements are meant to make it into a three-headed ostrich creature. Okay, I love this. Yes, I'm into it. (laughs) The typing would be normal ground, and this forward of Dodrio sticks its three heads in the sand in order to scoop up sand in its beaks to attack. Yes! That's kind of cool, actually. (laughs) I'm into this. I'm really into this. Oh, I like where this goes, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, given this gimmick, it becomes a nice candidate to receive Sandaconda's Sandspit as one possible ability. 
thus Enforce and Send Rush will be present as the other ability options. Naturally, this form will trade its flying type moves for options such as Scorching Sand, Boldos, and Earthquake, in addition to a new signature move similar to some of the more recent Protect variants. Like those, this move will have a Protect effect due to the Pokémon sticking its head, in the, its head in the sand to avoid damage. <laughs> if the opponent attempts to use a physical move during this turn, however, the Pokémon will bring its head up to spit sand in the attacker's face, lowering their accuracy by one stage while still negating the damage. Yes. I love this. Yes, 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 yes. Stat-wise, I would actually leave Dodrio's normal stat distribution, which allows this Pokémon to fill an underrepresented niche of a speedy ground type. At 110 speed, the only two ground types it is slower than are Ductrio with 120 and Zygarde 10% with 115. Dodrio notably has 10 more attack than both of those Pokémon, with a base of 110 as well, and has much better bulk than Ductrio, an admittedly very low bar. Yeah, that's... (laughs) while being comparable to Zygarde 10%. With these decent offensive stats, strong normal and ground stab options, and the option of running Sand Force or Sand Rush, I think this new form would breathe new life into Dodrio by making it a strong option to run in a Sand team. I'd love to hear your thoughts on my idea, though. Keep up the great work, Foxy. I think it's amazing. It's a great idea. I think it needs to happen. I like it. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to be sad. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm here for it, though. Okay, this next one is from from Sleeve. Hi, everyone. I hope the current season is putting you putting a spring in your step. Yes, it is with the snow hey. on Monday. <laughs> Gen 1 Pokemon getting more attention. Usually I'd say, haven't you already beaten that Rapidash to death? But the more I think about the possibility of a fast physical ground fire Tauros, the more I want it. I mean, that Pokemon is just made for stab high horsepower and stab flare blitz. Also flame charge. Oh, no, not flame charge, yes. too. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's going to be banned. I would have also said normal ground before PLA. Uh, If covering a moon bear with mud was their answer to that in Gen 8, I'm not hopeful for that type combo in Gen 9. (laughs) To echo the sentiments from last episode, Primeape needs a third stage. But here's an idea. Mm. Why not make the pig monkey a bit more pig than monkey? Some kind of dexterous quadrupedal, please. Ground fighting chip hog, perhaps? Pig monkey. (laughs) if nothing else i feel that it would be a very decisive decision for the community to come to terms with finally divisive (laughs) very divisive 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 decision (laughs) uh finally regional dragonite i'm seeing a lot of talk about dragon fairy and dragon fire and pure dragon well i'm gonna ruin some days here and suggest based off the fact it has antennae can you see where i'm going with this look it may not be the way we were all expecting dragon bug to go with what Flygon getting zero attention at all. But it would be great. What would, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world? Quiver Dance, Special Tank, Dragon Knight, anyone? Oh, God. Please. I hate it. <laughs> Imagine if it kept multi scale. Oh, oh, no. <gasps> no. Quiver what? Dance with multi scale. No. <laughs> Quiver Dance with multi scale. Blah. No. <laughs> Anyway, Gen 1 isn't where it's at, in my opinion. I want to see some lesser-loved Gen 2 mons getting special attention. PLA piqued my interest, and now I want Donphan, Ladian, and Ferret to get some attention. That's very true, though. Uh, mm. uh, I would say Dunsparce, but I feel like I can't promote a Pokemon that's gang-affiliated. <laughs> that would have been a joke there. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you all. With peace and love. Sleeve. <laughs> Promote a Pokemon. <laughs> <feel> like. Sorry. <laughs> wow, that was a good one. 
I kind of want to give Foxy the badge, though. I think the mm. Dare Drio made me much happier than the Tentacruel. I kind of like that, too. Yeah, that's a whole... That's yeah. a that's a really cool new one. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like the Dodrio. I you get the badge for the Dodrio. We're in, we're in it to win it. Yeah. If you want to email us next week on what your favorite Pokemon is and why, and what you've learned about yourself <laughs> in this moment of reflection. <laughs> did you see on your chart? Yeah. What abilities do they all have? Cough, poison, heal, cough. <laughs> <laughs> Send that to us at PucklePodcast at Gmail next week. We'd love to hear and see them. Uh, and until next time, though... Uh, you can keep up with us on the Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. You can follow us on social media at Twitter, Facebook, and Tum- or not Tumblr, Instagram. You can also go ahead and follow us on uh you can also go ahead and follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash pucklepodcast, twitch at twitch.tv slash the pucklepodcast, and finally you can also go ahead and support the show by going over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where you can get some Pokemon and some other goodies. So go on over there. I look forward to just hanging out with you guys and talking some Pokemon. I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest Whimsicott. And I've been Seth Vila. And here in the Lavendertown Radio Tower, it's closing time. Bye.